Hello and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts, uh, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. How are we doing? Doing good. Uh, coming to the end of another week jam-packed with house viewings for me. So, yes. But but washed out. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we've got a bit to talk about. Um, we have, both of us have played uh, Tom Mannering uh, at various Games Workshop games yeah. over the last week, so we'll have a, t- a chat about that in a bit. Um, last weekend, though, uh, a couple of things happened. There was a Virtually Expo, and we had a sort of big announcement day from uh, GW as well. So should, should we dive into the GW announcement first? Uh, let's do Virtually Expo first, I think, because we've probably got more... To say about the yeah GW that's stuff. fair enough yeah I didn't really take part in it if I'm being honest no and I think like we we discussed this before like you and I love going to conventions like you know one for seeing all the the mm. shiny new stuff um but two like that it's the experience isn't it yeah um personally the these online conventions I I think I think the intentions behind them is are good. And I think that, you know, definitely, like, if you're running a convention, you really should mark the day that you would have been running your convention in some way. Um, personally, it doesn't hold much appeal. No. I think I, I understand the need for them, especially, like, for a lot of the smaller companies. Mm-hmm. Because they they really are dependent on a lot of the trade they get at these shows. So, like, being able to have a little virtual shop. Yeah. And actually, like build a bit of hype on it, all that. I think that that's a good thing. No, absolutely. It's and it's like it's definitely better than nothing. Yeah. It's just uh, it just make it kind of makes me miss actual conventions a bit more because yeah. I'm like, uh, we should have been doing this in person. Yeah. But um, I don't think there were any. Bizarrely, there were no like massive announcements. Uh, no. Over it. But then, like we were saying as well, like most of the announcements tend to come. At Gen Con, yeah, or at Spiel, depending on what type of game it is. Yeah, I mean, and by all accounts, I think that the weekend itself went well. Uh, I think it was on Tabletop who was uh, running a lot of it, and well, yeah, they're, they're the, the media partner, right? So yeah, so uh, we did notice though, um, they did, they did have a lot of sponsors still. No GW. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't. I don't think they were a sponsor even like before all of this for you know for for uh, 2020 I don't think they were well, were they not right because they were they so. were last year weren't they they were last year yeah um I don't know why that would be I mean I, I, they they almost certainly would have had a, a presence at the the show yeah I mean I, I don't think I checked a map or a calendar I, I don't know if they'd released them mm. But no, I don't. I don't think they had been released. Um, but yeah, they, the 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 main thing is like I I don't think that they would have ever attend you know like participate in virtually expo because they can engage directly with their fans because they've got all the streaming services set. They've up. They've got a pretty big online presence. Now, yeah, GW. yeah. They have come into the twenty first century. So. Yeah, they they don't they don't really need help with that. I think mm. there was about thirty thousand tuned into the preview. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And what was announced at the preview? So preview time. Um, the, this this preview, I think, was was kind of light on like actual new models. No, yeah, there, about... there was a few people on the stream making that comment. Uh, a lot of books <laughs> were announced, which I I love game books. Yeah, don't we all? Yeah, right. Um, but we mentioned them earlier. Tom Maring, he loves a game book. Yeah, um, but the first announcement was uh, Forge World and Thirty K. Yeah, so it is book nine of the Horus Heresy series, and it is Dark Angels versus Night Lords. So all the edge lords, yeah, all the edge lords, all the time. So we've got a uh, model for um, uh, what's what? the primat called again? Lionel Johnson. Lion Lionel Johnson. Uh, Which we'd, like, we'd already seen. So I, uh, it's a cool model though. Yeah, he's about to decapitate some unfortunate heretic. So yeah, um, we do get some uh, night lords models that. I think these were I think these were revealed for the first time. Yeah, the the Night Lord Terminators. They look pretty cool. Um, we we were saying that like of all the Chaos Legions, I think Night Lords are probably one of the goofiest looking with the bat wings. I th- yeah, I think they've aged pretty badly. Like the, <laughs> the, the the bat wings and the the lightning. Yeah, needs to go back to the nineties. <laughs> but but it's totally rad. It has aged horribly, <laughs> but these these models look cool. Yeah, the models look cool. Yeah, paint them a different color though. <laughs> and there's no reason why you couldn't use these in 40k. No, no, and like, I mean, like with a bit of converting and filing, like really, you could use them as uh, chaos terminators for mm. like any legion, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Change the shoulder pads or something. They're not too, like specifically mm. night lordy. I think. They, chaos in general love a bit of flayed skin so don't we all I mean <laughs> moving on yeah uh, Necromunda so the, this is the the House of Iron book was revealed um, I think these are actually like alternative names for all of the all of the gangs yeah yeah because you had the you had what was the, the House of Blades was mm-hmm. Escher the House of Chains was Goliath yep. I think Yep, and this so is the House of Iron. They're basically they're like Necromunda is getting even more fleshed out, and you're yeah. getting books specifically for mm-hmm. each gang, which Necromunda is a really crunchy skirmish system. There's a lot going on. Yeah, so it, it stands to reason that each should get their own book. I mean, I, I had a look through your Necromunda rulebook. Yes, made my head spin. Uh, it, tracking ammo and all of that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, I I want to give it a go. It seems like fun. Yes, but it's it, uh, simple rule set. It is not Necromunda is a skirmish game for war gamers. Yeah, definitely. Um, but and the uh, alongside the book, we've got some new models as well, including some Robo Dogs. Yeah, I think that was the thing everyone in the the stream was most hyped about. Mm-hmm. Cyber doggos, yeah, some cool models in general though. Like there's one of the uh, Orlock leaders that you can buy out of this kit. He has just a massive hammer, the big which, robo hands. Yeah, yeah, so that looks cool. A couple of guys with jump packs as well, which is neat. Um, These guys are basically space bikers, right? So like yeah. they, they've still got that sort of industrial punk. Mm. Uh, do you think there may be a, a bit? 
there's a bit too much overlap with them and Goliath, or do you feel like they're still? Distinct? No, I think I think I think they're distinct enough because obviously Goliath are like super roided out, yeah. right? They're the close combat, yeah, um, gang. These guys, Orlok, from what I can tell, is quite a versatile one. Like you can tailor it a little bit to uh, do what you need it to do, but yeah. then yeah, you you run the risk of you know jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, but I mean, like in any system. You kind of need this. You need that. This sort need of polymath type yeah. thing, don't you? So that was the Necromunda announcement. And really nice models again. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Just looking through them, and it's nice that uh, they've actually got some female models. Yeah, with their I, as well. we haven't seen enough of that for the other gangs, and hopefully they'll continue that trend as well. I, we're just looking at the the models that. That's quite an old school style of painting they've done there. Looks like they got all the black lining. So they have, I. Yeah, it's like a proper nineties job. But I mean, I Necromunda is quite nostalgic for me because like yeah. it, it feels very nineties. The the whole setting. Not not so. that one so much. Yeah. But yeah, you got a bit of it there. See the, the black line. Mm. Hazard stripes everywhere as well. Yeah. Right. That's, that's funny. Yeah. So and there's the. Cy- uh, cyborg mastiffs yeah, they're Dobermans oh the Dobermans yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, some devil dog right yeah don't want to mess with them no uh, he's terrifying look at the size of his teeth <laughs> Oof. yeah the, the robotics aren't even the scary thing about that one uh, we got there was not much for forty k because um, I mean they've just had a they've massive just had a load, load of stuff um, and then they're going to get a whole load more in October. But they did announce a new Necron model, uh, the Frank Reynolds bot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it is a, um, a Hexmark destroyer. Yes, um, is 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 more like the. Um, well, you've almost got two kind of subspecies within mm. the the Necrons, where you've got the destroyers, yeah, which are like Scorpion King, mm-hmm. like Scorpion Centaur, yeah, people, and then you've got the traditional Necron, is like an android, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this guy is like sort of Scorpion Centaur. He's got uh, six arms, each with a gun on. So, uh, yeah, he's he's just there to get blasting he looks like something straight out of overwatch he looks awesome yeah it's a great sculpt yeah right. um necrons is not an army i'd ever pick up but no I do, I do have a bunch of necrons to work on and a mm. uh, little plug for full hammer i will be working on a tutorial for painting necrons there in are. the future um i think yeah i've started using some of my green stuff world color shifting paints mm. So if you're interested in that, keep your eyes peeled. And the new sculpts are great, though. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. And they did need... It was about time they got some new ones. I think... We, we've said this a couple times before. Age of Sigmar, like, if you're purely going on aesthetics, the streets ahead of 40k overall. Yeah, but it's because it's, it's cause Age of Sigmar is only, what, four years old? Five. Five. So that's the oldest model in that range is only five years old. Yeah, but... Whereas, like... No, that's not true. I, you, you can use some of the old world stuff, yeah. but... But, but like, most... I mean, am, am I wrong in saying, like, most Age of Sigmar players are using, like, the new factions now? Generally. Yeah. The, I mean, there, there are still, like... 
uh, weir- weirdly in uh, chaos, I think Marauders are still considered like one of the best units. So, so, so some people are running around with those. Yeah, they're and not. They're old. They they, they, they they have not aged well. They have not. No. But like the thing, the thing with forty k is because it's been a system in existence since the nineteen eighties, like and they have not updated some of the sculpts since I'm pre- for like twenty years. Like and a lot of them are in dire need of it. Corn berserkers. Yeah, they look awful. I actually think that um, Craft World Eldar, they they really need a lot a lot of love. Yeah, um, and they're looking pretty dated. And I've, I've said it like I, I would like to see some new guardsmen, as well. I think I think we could do with a New York Boys kit. I think some of their proportions are looking a bit odd. Uh, I, I, given how old that kit is, though, I think it's still it's held up. Yeah. It doesn't look awful. The point is, though, I, I think I think uh, I think forty k, not including marines. <laughs> I think I think I think uh, most of the factions in forty k need at least you know there's there's uh, there's models within generally those. well generally speaking the Xenos races don't get enough love yeah right so right, I mean new edition so we're going to start seeing new models coming out for it as well I think so I I, th- I think we're almost certainly going to see um, considering this is the edition of close combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean uh, I would be very surprised if we did not see a, a, a world leaders codex. That would be so cool. With as all well. the bells and whistles. Yeah, I'd love that. I wouldn't I wouldn't get it because I'm a disciple of Nurgle. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. It it would be cool to see see them get their their own codex and to get get Angron running about the yep. tabletop. Furious Primarch. The coolest of the demon Primarchs. Uh, probably. Uh, I like Mortarian. But I, know, but I love. I love that. Like you're a Nurgle player, but you're like, it's true. <laughs> He's no, but like Angron. Angron would be awesome. Yeah, like that yeah. they could. They could have so much fun with that model. Yeah, be like a bloodthirster, but even worse. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. Is I mean, he's such a cool character. Mm. Anyway, we've we've got off uh, topic here. The, 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 there is another book coming out for forty k. Yeah. This is a mission pack. Uh, it's called Forty K Warhammer Forty Thousand Crusade Mission Pack Beyond the Veil. This is all set in the Necron uh, part of the galaxy. The Pariah yeah. system, I think. The Pariah Nexus, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a supplement uh, for playing Crusade games. Um, so the, which... the Crusade is essentially um, campaigns, but they've, yeah. a- they've actually got structure and it's all fleshed out. So like always, like always, good to see is uh, you know a new campaign pack. Yeah, I I mean I think that um, as as mentioned in the previous podcast, I am taking my my first steps in the forty k mm-hmm. universe. I I've uh, been gathering together a salamander force. I I've seen that there's a lot of chat about how powerful they are at the moment. I I would like to assure the listeners that is a happy accident. I picked them, <laughs> I, I picked them purely because I like the fluff and I yeah. thought they looked cool. Has it got anything to do with the fact that they're big rivals with uh, Death Guard? I mean that may have been a factor, <laughs> but it's predominantly and like I said to you before, I kind of like the conceptual symmetry between the Salamanders and the Fire Slayers. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Why was I talking about that? 
Crusade. Yeah, yeah like Crusade is, I think, <laughs> predominantly the way that I'll be playing uh, 40k. Oh yeah, and we'll uh, when when the armies are ready, we'll we'll have a crack at Crusade ourselves. So. So I'm saying that to say, I think, I imagine we might pick this up at some point. I mean, it depends how specific it is to the Prior Nexus, right? Because. Yeah, we'll we'll wait and see, and uh, if, you know, figure out if it's worth if it's worth picking up. That's and that's the thing with campaign books. You know, they're they're nice to have, but they're not need needs best, to have. Best campaign book that I've bought hands down so far has been Firestorm. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that was great. With the and like the 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 map. With the little stickers on with the, the reusable sticker. Yeah, just uh, just a phenomenal campaign. Mm. Great fun. Should break that board out again at some point. Yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, we've got some new terrain as well. Um, although it looks like kind of like a repack of old terrain. If That's I'm being what I was going to say. Yeah, right. I mean, it's got a couple of new bits, I think. But I mean, it, the this terrain a, mainly. Yeah, but it it is. Uh, but it'll it comes with a board as well, doesn't it? So. Yeah, with the 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 card mm-hmm. board. Um, so. And I I think, obviously that's that's quite helpful with regards to the new table sizes. Yes. For forty k. And then we've got a chapter approved book as well. Tactical deployment. So I think this is some rules for using terrain and mm-hmm. match play. It you basically bring your half of the battlefield to a tournament play, a tournament style game. It's it a good idea, right? Because that that's one of the big problems with organising big tournaments yeah getting all the terrain yeah and then you end up with that what was it like the was it the, the London Grand Tournament do you remember the terrain oh that they had God. in that yeah that was, it was shocking like, it was like blocks of polystyrene yeah. not painted and it was like £30 a ticket for oh, that Jesus yeah so I mean yeah this is a good option for any like sort of gaming club or any organisation that's uh, running running these tournaments in the future for show for show so next is the one. I think this was the big announcement of yeah. the day. It's, I think it's probably the one that I'm most excited mm-hmm. about. There's two that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably the big one. Yeah, this is a new Warcry box. Yep, it is called Warcry Catacombs, and it features two never released before warbands. We have seen these warbands before. Mm. Uh, on like previous reveals so you've got the Scions of Flame that we've known about since Warcry came out because uh, if if you remember the original Chaos mm. Warcry warbands were all fashioned after one of the realms yes so the Scions of Flame are obviously the guys from Akshay yeah uh, but they obviously they decided to hold them back for this box set because you've got um, K Knight Shadowstalkers versus Scions of Flame. So more, it's a good time to be an elf player. Yeah. Just Sigmar, <laughs> elf that we're not at the moment, aren't we? How does that make you feel as a dwarf player? I mean, they're cool looking models, yeah. but I like this uh, this guy with the two crossbows. <laughs> yeah, your dog. I heard you like crossbows. Yeah. What do you think of his? What do you think of his leggings? Um, interesting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure I've seen someone wear those in like a metal club or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 
In fact, I'm pretty sure I've seen half of this war band at a metal club at some yeah, point. Yeah, I, th- I think so. The 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 wizard. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Is it is she? It's kind of hard to tell with elves. Yeah, isn't it? They, yeah, they're rocking the sort of androgynous thing. It's very elfy, right? Yes. And a ton of very, assassins very and spellcasters. Nice yeah. But I prefer the scions of flame. Yeah, as we were saying uh, when the uh, when they were streaming this, I personally love this guy. Uh, is has got um, almost like samurai armor on, which yeah. I just think looks fantastic. But the uh, I think like I've said to you before, one of the the things that I love about mm. Age of Sigmar is that um, I think more so than a lot of other fantasy games, it really draws upon the ancient and classical mm-hmm. world. For a lot of its aesthetics and things, and you kind of see like there's a there's a bit of like sort of Babylonian kind of Mesopotamian yeah, uh, yeah. aesthetics going on with these guys, uh, which is really neat. They get they got a sort of Persian flavor to mm. them. Uh, they look awesome. Uh, I think that um, Charlotte actually quite likes playing Warcry. Yeah, well, you you guys have your yeah. little campaign on. So the I go. think I think when I pick up this box, I will be playing the Scions of Flame. Now, interestingly, they they made no mention of the release date, did they? No mention of the release date, but I think I I mean, I'd be surprised if we didn't see most of this stuff before the end of the year. Well, particularly they've announced, they've revealed a lot of what you're getting in the box, so you kind of have to anticipate it's going to be out sooner rather than later. Because most of this stuff is um, it screams Christmas to me, right? Yeah. Because you, so you're fighting in catacombs screams Christmas. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it's clever, right? Because a lot of us are still in lockdown. Mm. We're still having to isolate. Mm-hmm. You've got everything you need to play in this box. Yeah, you've got the battle mat, you've got the terrain. The, the, the battle mat is double-sided as well, which is a touch I like as well. Um, and yeah, and it you get to fight great. in dungeons. Yeah. What's not to like about this box? The, uh, I mean, if it's, if it's priced anything like the original Warcry mm-hmm. box, they are incredible value for money. Yeah. And that's it. Like The terrain and the, the battle mat you'll use... In other games as well. Yeah, so. like even if you don't end up using the warband so much, like everything mm. here, like you say, you're 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 gonna you're gonna be using rigorously. Yeah. So yeah, um, this was the highlight for me. I think mm-hmm. the catacombs reveal. Oh yeah, that it's that that seems to like the biggest deal out of the lot. Um, so moving on, uh, we've got the new season of Warhammer Underworld. What announced. do you think of the name? Um, what is the name again? The diachasm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, like just I want to make jokes, but that are yeah. definitely not appropriate for this. You can imagine a lot podcast. of them, a lot of them in the design studio sniggering about that, mm. can't you? Yeah. <laughs> but but name aside, it looks pretty cool. Um, uh, surprise, Slanesh. Slanesh. Yeah. With a name like that, right? Yeah. Um. And it no lo- stormcast. Yeah, in this it, box it looks like the uh, the opposing force will be um, the what are the new high elves called? Lumineth realm lords. Lumineth realm lords. It's the spiritual successors to the high elves, and a bunch of uh, slaneshi creeps. Yeah, the, the because slanesh- guess what, kids? Despite what you try to say, and despite what they try to say in the forums and Facebook groups, 
Slanesh is not a good guy, okay? No, he's not. Really not. Um, the um, There's some artwork has been revealed. They haven't revealed any mini... Well, they've revealed one mini, and it's from neither of these warbands. But uh, the on the artwork, uh, it looks like the Slanesh warband's getting a Minotaur. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I think some people are calling it a Slangor. Oh, right. that you get Zangors yeah, and Pestigors. Okay. Oh, so right. it's like a Slanesh. A gore. Slanesh gore. But they, they use a lot of sort of um, bovine imagery within mm-hmm. Slanesh, don't they? Yeah. A lot of horns. Horns and hoofs oh, and things quite like that. Horny. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, what do you think the connection is there? I, I, again. A little bit of ancient world there because there's a lot of sort of bovine um, iconography in a lot of the ancient faiths, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. I don't know. Perhaps like the association with like fertility, mm. something like that. Maybe. Um, I, I, out of the four chaos gods, Slanesh is my least favourite. Slanesh, I have to say, is the worst. Yeah, just the worst. Yeah. Your favourite's obviously Nurgle. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yours is Corn, right? I don't know. Like, I, 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 I quite like Zinch. Well, that's it. Like, those three gods are like, there's something appealing about all of them to me. And then Slanesh is like, eh. I like, I like the cosmic horror of Zinch. Yes. And uh, I, I like the... Um, I mean, like, whoever came up with Seench, they definitely did their research. I can't remember the name of the philosopher. If you know who this quote is attributed to, let us know. Mm. Um, but there, there was a, a famous philosopher that said, change is the only constant. Yeah, that's true. And I just love, like, all the paradoxes yeah. that Seench is full of, you know? Um, and, like, with Korn, like, he is the most metal of the mm. Chaos Gods. Oh, yeah. Like... Just Iron Maiden playing in the background whenever he's yeah. about. I mean, I think you could go as far as to say that Corn is the most Warhammer of the four Chaos Gods. Uh, probably, yeah, um, probably. I was just, just it's, this has just occurred to me though. This is uh, all the other Chaos Gods have had uh, warbands for Underworlds, haven't they? Yes, they have. Yeah, been. yeah. Because, so. because in Beastgrave, the the Nurgle one came out. We've had two Corn Warbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Zinch one in Night Vault. Yep. And then we just got a Nurgle one. Nurgle one. Previous season. So we we are due a Slanesh Warband. So yeah, we'll I'll allow it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I, I've 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 been out of the loop on Underworlds for a long time, but I mean. Who doesn't get excited when new models come out? Aye. I'm sure, yeah. Unless, unless it's Elves of Slanesh. Yeah. <laughs> they did announce a new model, and it looks bloody awesome, though, for Underworlds. Yeah. Uh, they've teased a chameleon skink for a, a Lizardman uh, warband, and he looks great. He's absolutely stunning. Yeah, he's got a little blowpipe there. Uh, he's just uh, chilling on a, a branch. <laughs> It's an incredible little model, and it's you know, the the chat exploded when they revealed this guy. Hi, <laughs> and it it's one of these things again. It's like you know when when they did the um 
when they did the Seraphon, which is like the, mm. the spiritual successors to Lizardmen, they are Lizardmen, mm-hmm. when they um, when they gave them their new book last year, I think it was, mm. why didn't they why didn't they bring out some new plastic kits? It's a good question. I, I, we, could, I, we, could, I, we could have done with plastic Croxagors, I think, and plastic yeah. chameleon skinks. At least. I think most of their range has aged pretty well, though. It has. Given, I, actually, given how old yeah. a lot of it is. No, you're right, you're right, they do it. But I, I, like, there was a couple of kits that could have... Like the uh, the salamanders as well, probably. Yeah. Could do with plastic salamanders. I'm sure they'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm holding out hope after seeing this wee guy. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, having a whole unit of those chameleon skinks... If they looked anything like that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So, um, I think this is us coming towards the end of the announcement now. Yep, some more Underworld stuff. And then but the, the, we've got a new box set for Age of Sigmar as well. Yes. Uh, as Shadow and Pain. Uh, we weren't kidding when we said it's a good time to be an elf player in Age of Sigmar. It's uh, they they they've been doing these boxes for a while, right? Where it's mm-hmm. they they basically repackage a bunch of existing miniatures, uh, give you a couple of exclusives. In yeah, there exactly. As well. Like a couple of new sculpts, namely like the characters leading mm-hmm. each of the force, and the, there's normally like a bit of fluff. Yeah, uh, you know, explaining who they are. What do you think of the Sladesh guy? He he does right. It's a great model. Um, in typical Slanesh fashion, he's got has he got quite a lot of piercings going on there. He's wearing stockings. He's wearing stockings with a suspender. Look at that. Weird, weird guy. But yeah, like his his clothing. You're right. Is like it's on iron rings that are like bound to his flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think that's going to be a popular sculpt for painters oh yeah and then they've got a, is it a Naga as the uh, leader of the elf faction what is she called what is she called where is her name a Melusite Iron Scale mm-hmm. so again like we were saying earlier a lot of the ancient and classical world in Age of Sigmar yeah. and one of the things they added to Daughters of Cain were all these kind of mutated mm-hmm. uh, versions of elves? So you like you, you basically have, uh, like you're saying, nagas, nagas and, and medusas. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I like. Oh it. yeah, yeah, and again, great sculpt. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, we've got another book. This is the one that I'm I'm really excited for. This one, mm-hmm. like, it's close between this and catacombs for me. And this ties in with the box set that they're yes. because the the new book's called Marathi, mm-hmm. uh, and it's part of a series called Broken Realms, and intelligent guess says like psychic awakening for Age of Sigmar. Probably, yeah. Series of books, each one is gonna have some goodies for each faction. Yeah, maybe some like campaign stuff, mm-hmm. and it's also progressing the story. That sort of idea, which is weird for Games Workshop, but they have been they have been doing that now for a while. But um, I I remember back in the day, like the the story was always like just static. Yeah, which was. I, I get why, but it, it was boring. It, yeah, I like the fact that things happen now. Yeah. Um, 
I think like when we were talking about this uh, after the stream, mm. advancing the story, the thing that we're really hoping for is like uh, a WWE Undertaker return for Grimnir, <laughs> that that kind of thing. Yeah, back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, that. So and I mean that that's totally plausible, mm. uh, given that we're now in an age where they're actually advancing the story. And they, ever since Age of Sigmar has been a thing, the story has progressed. Yeah. And I, I think it was around... Because they, they've been progressing the 40k story for a while as well. Yeah. So that that was the announcement. Um, but we've, we've also actually been doing some gaming this week. Yes, we have. Yes. Uh, I had my first game of 9th edition 40k against Tom. Uh, I was bringing my Death Guard and Tom was bringing Gene Steeler Colts. I, I really enjoyed playing it. Um, I was saying to you earlier, one of the things I like about this new edition of 40k is it is all objective based. So you have to you have to be smart about playing the mission and picking your secondaries to things that you're you know trying to judge. What am I likely to achieve out of yeah. this? Um, as I, I didn't there wasn't any secondaries that play into it but a, a one thing I do like is there are a lot of secondary objectives that punish particular opponents and there's one called deny the witch where you get rack up points for killing psychers so if you're against like grey knights or thousand yeah. suns yeah. you're gonna pick that there's one that is just uh, all about slaying titans so again if you're up against like imperial knights that would be a good one to take as well. There's one for taking down vehicles. So yeah. If you're up against like Iron Hands or something like that. Or Guard like that. or something yeah. like that. So it was fun. Um, Nurgle won in the end. Um, turns out I can make quite a lot of disgustingly resilient saves. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 was, uh, that, that corroborates with what I heard. <laughs> hey, look... If someone if someone says to you you can either be good at this or lucky at this, choose luck. Choose luck every time. Now is that if we were actually talking about how you always say that the other day, I can't remember what the context was. It's true. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like if you choose luck, you're a leaf in the wind, right? Um Yeah, but if if, if you are lucky then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's good, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll turn against you at some point. Yeah, one of these days I'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did your your game of Age of Sigmar go? So, Tom's not really like where he he's played forty k since he was a wee lad. Mm. So, although it's a new edition, it was like when he was playing 40k with you it was really just like refreshing and like ironing out some of the new yeah. the new rules he's he's a total novice when it comes to Age of Sigmar well almost he has played a couple of games but not not many no not many so my, my thinking was because playing Soulbound he mm-hmm. was saying that he wanted to to give it a go he, you know he's really interested in the, the universe mm-hmm. so I'd offered to play like to to talk him through a game, um, and because he 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 kept saying to me, do you think it's really bloated the the system? Mm. And I was like, well, not really. And it occurred to me that the faction he was initially 
wanting to play in this game was uh, Disciples of Zinch. Which is one of them. I, from my understanding from you, is one of the most complex factions to play. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's it's such a weird army. Like, well, well one pretty much everything's a wizard, mm. so you need to remember and familiarize yourself with all of that, yes. and all of those synergies, and they just don't really behave like any other army. They're 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 quite a strange one. Mm. They're like magical flying wizardy gun line thing it's weird yeah so he brought uh, his old school dwarves didn't he yeah yeah so we we changed things up um, according according to general handbook uh, 2020 uh, you you don't really use dispossessed anymore I think the idea being that really they've been rendered obsolete by cities of Sigmar yeah but he he didn't have enough to do a cities of Sigmar, okay. so, he, so he just used the old, uh, he just used the rules from last year okay. to run his dispossessed, and uh, yeah, the I made a point of, um, not using too many of like my um my stormcast rules, mm-hmm. so I didn't use any of the the spells from the stormcast book. Yeah. And I didn't use any of the artifacts because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be to- throwing too many rules at him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he s- said he enjoyed it. Um, I think I think he's maybe considering expanding his dwarfs. That's cool. Yeah. I think I think uh, he seems to be gravitating towards cities of Sigmar. I think maybe because it's the. I mean that's where we are in Soulbound, right? Yeah, so it it links in with uh, links in with that campaign. So, yeah, that's all good. It's all good. I have also been playing another GW game, but not uh, physically. I've been playing. Apologies to any of our listeners if you're not interested in Games Workshop games. Yeah, but that... there's not a lot coming out at the moment. <laughs> uh, other than I, I, I'm, I'm sure our listeners have learned by now. <laughs> yeah, but, but this is this is a Games Workshop heavy episode. Yes, uh, but I uh, I've been playing Blood Bowl uh, online with a few pals, so that's been really fun. Um, I've said for a while, and this has been my first real proper. I've played a few games of Blood Bowl in the past, but this has been my first like couple of leagues that I've been playing. But a, a lot of people hold Blood Bowl in really high regard uh, amongst Games Workshop's games. It's so much fun. So easy to see why. So... I think, uh, you know, I think I might take a bit of flack off of uh, Mr. Bowers, one of our patrons, for, yeah. for saying this, <laughs> but I, I I do feel in many respects that a new edition's warranted yeah, they haven't. When they brought it, when they released uh, the twenty sixteen version, it was basically an unchanged rules wise unchanged from but, and, previous. And that was coming out in a landscape where Guild Ball and yeah. Dread Ball and a couple of other sort of fantasy sports games were still going strong. Mm-hmm. It's a very different landscape now. Yeah, and uh, I I do think like there there's yeah I mean like because what I think one of the the, the the big new change is coming is the fact that passing is no longer going to be based on your agility. Mm-hmm. It's going to be based on a separate passing stat, which I think makes so much more sense. Yeah, and it, it hopefully means that the new edition will um, it will allow for um, 
for passing the ball around the field to be a bit more of a viable strategy because usually you just want to run the ball up rather than trying to go for the which, long which, Hail Marys. Which can result in a lot of midfield attrition, which yeah. some people love. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it, but it's also nice to get a bit of variety, I think. Yeah, so I wouldn't want them to change it too much. I think that's a nice change. I think pro- probably what will happen is... Um, passing will suddenly become an option for teams that it really wasn't for mm. before I'm thinking specifically um, like Dwarfs where they are not the most agile mm-hmm. but if you consider the fact that most of the statistics and behaviour in Blood Bowl are grandfathered over from Warhammer Fantasy battles mm-hmm. Dwarfs are pretty accurate with their, their shooting things like that Mm -hmm. it would make sense to me that they're maybe not as good at passing as elves but it's something that they've maybe got an option with doing I could could see like things like that opening up for certain factions yeah absolutely Um, so that that comes out later this year but obviously what we're playing at the moment is the the current edition so um, I am it's a (laughs) A shout, I'll, I'll shout out uh, to Nick, Stephen, Michael and Sam. Uh, these are the guys that I'm in a league with. Um, I'm just going to bring it. So the league is the big bowl of porridge. We're on the seventh iteration of Did the big bowl of porridge. I don't know. This was this was before I joined. Oh, right, okay. Um, they phoned that one in a bit, didn't they? You're going to get flack for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so I am playing uh, an orc team. Okay. The Black Rag Greenskins. Nice traditional name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing so great this season, to okay. be honest. Uh, I got uh, at my first game was against Stephen. Uh, he has an underworld uh, denizens team, the Smelly Shites, uh, <laughs> um, uh, who absolutely hammered me, uh, and I had like four injuries. <laughs> so, is is this going to be like a list of stuff that's like was this written by a bunch of grown men or 10 year old boys um, which I think would be pretty much any like group of men given yeah. free reign to name their teams basically given the tone of Blood Bowl um, so uh, Nick is playing uh, Dark Elves he's, uh, he's he's gone for the Carrot Kids and all of his the, ca- all, the carrot all of, all of his players are named after carrots, but uh, so we've got Michael is playing chaos, the corn stars. I like that one. Yeah, and obviously like corn the god, the yes. corn stars. Yeah, uh, but the team to be, uh, and I played them today, and they beat me two one. Is uh, Sam's lizard men team, which is just called the Tough Guy Club. Which I just, <laughs> That's the best thing. I just, it makes me laugh every single time. The Tough Guy Club. It's like if we insist upon it enough, maybe it'll be true. <laughs> they will. Saurus hit really hard. Yeah, um, yeah. and they are actually quite tough. Sorry. Yeah, uh, so he's got his, he's got a Croxigore as well. But the real stars of his team are the Skinks. Oh yeah, because they're so fast and nippy. It's yeah, really hard to pin them passing. down. Yeah. yeah, which is exactly what they were like in Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Yes, 
great at great at range. Skink skirmishers were quite possibly one of the best units in the game. So annoying, weren't they? Yeah, and they got all those poison attacks as well. God, yeah, you, you're giving me. I'm I'm getting traumatized from the playing flashbacks, flashbacks yeah. to playing against Hugh. Shout out Hugh if you're listening and his lizard men. Um, but what what um, a couple of the guys have put together. They've actually put together a um, a ranking of all the teams in the history. Of the big bowl of uh, porridge. So, so, so why, why is it called the big bowl of porridge? I actually don't know. I have no idea. Okay. No idea. Um, so <laughs> some of some of the other names is uh, we've got an Elven Union team just called Anime Hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, a high elf team called Too Posh to Bosh. <laughs> a Necromancer team called Raging Boners. <laughs> That's that's a good one. <laughs> uh, a Norse team. This was so. This was one of the. Uh, I think this was the first league that I joined. Sam had created a Norse team called the Uptown Boys. <laughs> Just, they ended the league with half of their team dead. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, injury, obviously. Um, that, that's yeah, the big dra- the big dra- downside for Norse is they're only armor seven, so they get injured really easily. Okay, right. Because I was thinking, like, are they not kind of tough, Norse? Nah, they're, they're they're very they're very punchy, but like the glass, glass cannons. Cannon. Okay. Um, it's just uh, Michael did a necromancer team called the Rowdy Rough Boys. Um, Michael did. I love this one. Uh, Michael did a Nurgle team, Rottingham FC. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a Goblins yeah, should, team. You should have called them Rottingham Forest. I bet uh, you get the idea. So uh, marks off for that. <laughs> so currently, like out of the rankings, the Tough Guy Club are the best, the best team in uh, the I history. Also have the the best name. Yeah. They've won two seasons. They look like they look like they could win this third one, um, followed by Anime Hair with uh, one win, I, one kinda, season win. It kind of makes sense. I think Lizardmen must be one of the best all round teams. Like not to like knock on who, who's running the Tough Guy Club, uh, Sam. Not to not to take away from like Sam's like skill or plan. It sounds like he's a really good player, but the fact. Do you get really tough, hard-hitting guys alongside the very agile skinks? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good balance for. Well, I've I've been really enjoying playing my um, my orcs. Uh, by chance, I've managed to roll on my leveling ups to get, and four of them uh, I've got like improved agility, so they've been getting called like green elves <laughs> quite a <laughs> bit because yeah. they can actually pass the ball. Yeah. So, um, so we're about halfway through the third season that I've um, played in, and I don't know. I'm at a bit of a crossroads because there's a few few of the guys are gonna pick up new teams for the next season. I'm kind of wondering, do I do that? So, is, uh, are they picking up new teams for the the new video game Blood Bowl, or is this like like physical? Plastic? Well, a bit of both actually. We were talking about this earlier today, and I know Sam is uh, keen to pick up some actual minis for the new uh, edition being released this year. So um, yeah, we might when when it is appropriate for us to do face to face gaming, 
again, yeah, we might we might take it to actual tabletop, which will be fun. Uh, and I'd like to have a nice painted orc team, so that'll be. I might hit you up for that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Ashen Holdar. Yeah, <laughs> again, again. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, I think that's just about us wrapped up. Was there anything else uh, we needed to talk think about? So yeah, so yeah, Games Workshop continue to churn stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are starting to shortlist stuff for game of the year yeah there's not I'll be honest there's not been an, I, I haven't, there's not been an awful lot of new games that I've actually no, played this year but I'm saying one. that to say that if, if any of our listeners uh, know of anything that, that we might have missed please get in touch yeah um, need to it is August but time is a marching so it'll yeah, be it time well. to start thinking about. Well, it's all, I mean, it's almost know. September. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I think on that note, thanks very much for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.